Hey, Jim, how are you doing today? I'm fine, Ralph. How are you doing? I'm doing superbly. Uh, we've got a crew at our house uh, painting the exterior, and uh, it's making me real happy. You're no longer going to have a two-tone house? No. Okay. For uh, our listeners, Ralph and Karen have uh, had a house that was, what, uh, one half dark, dark green, and one half well, kind of blistering uh, paint uh, coming off the sides, so. Yeah, white paint white. at that. So okay. a green and white house is now turning into a greenhouse. Okay, so nice creative project going on here, right? Yeah, Ralph? yeah. And you have a bunch, a big crew. Yeah, we've got uh, about 15 people. Uh, they're a local church group, and uh, they volunteered uh, if we got in the paint to uh, to do the painting. and. I'd sooner have a, a 17 year old up on a scaffold than uh, myself. Uh, I agree. I agree with you 100%. So, hey, that's a, a creative way of getting your house painted. It is. Notice how I got the word creative in here? Yes, okay. I did. And we're going to continue today with our series on creativity. And uh, specifically, Ralph, we're going to look today at brainstorming. Yeah, and there's a number of interesting things about uh, brainstorming that we can talk about. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people uh, think that they know all of the ins and outs of brainstorming. You just sit down and talk to people and pick out the good ideas that are generated. There's a little bit more to it than that. Okay, well, we'll d dive right into it. Hey, you know, Ralph, you said... Uh brainstorming was more than just um, having good ideas. I like what it's attributed to Edison. Um, someone said, yeah, how do you have so many good creative ideas? And he said, well, I have a lot of ideas and I just keep the, keep the best, yeah. keep the good ones. And so that's what we think of often when we think of, uh, of uh, creativity and this process called brainstorming. We do. And actually, you know, when I said there's a little more to it, there are actually three types of brainstorming. Okay. So we've got verbal, which is what we usually think of, where people sit around and with certain strictures on what they're saying, uh, which you'll get into in a minute, uh, they just generate ideas. Okay. So generating ideas. And that's, that's also referred to as fluency, coming up with a lot of ideas. Yes. Okay. Now, that was originally developed back in 1957. It's I've been around before that, but a guy named Osborne was the first one to kind of codify it, and he put that idea together and wrote it up in a book called Applied Imagination. Okay, Applied so, Imagination. So if you're looking for something that goes back to the first genesis of brainstorming as we know it today, that would be the book to get. Okay. Now there's another couple of, of things. One of them is nominal group technique, where uh, you have uh, the group, which is whatever group you choose to put together, uh, and they should have, in an ideal world, something in common. Same division of the company, same uh, same problem that they're working on, and maybe in different labs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, so nominal group. Uh, what did you come participation? No, nominal group technique. Technique. Okay. And uh, the third one is electronic, where you do it uh, by remote, with, with things like a Zoom meeting or uh, by email. 
the difficulty with that is that it takes longer and is a little harder just in terms of the actual mechanisms to do. Okay, so with these group approaches, usually you're going to have one or two people that will act as the scribes yeah. uh, for, for the group, the writing down the ideas, and then the group is encouraged to come up with as many ideas as they can, right? Right. And the now, wilder the better. Yes. Now the thing is usually when you have a, a formal brainstorming, uh, there's somebody who we'll call a moderator, and the moderator is the one who sends out the agenda, which essentially is naming the problem. Okay, so step one then is to be able to identify the problem that you want to try and solve through brainstorming. Yes, now okay. suppose, just to pick a random idea, suppose you wanted to develop a better electronic razor, electric razor. Okay. Uh, now, one of the things that you could look at is, what do we have now? How does it work? Can it be made to work better? Uh, should we make it work better? How much would it cost to make it work better? All of these ideas are things that you could throw out in a brainstorming session. Okay. Well, you know, making a better razor is certainly a, a, a problem if you're with the, you know, Schick Razor Company, I suppose. But, you know, here's another thought. Um, let's see, Houston, I think we have a problem. Okay. Okay, Apollo 13. All of a sudden, they've got a, uh, a broken rocket ship that has to be fixed pretty quickly, or the guys starve, not starve, uh, uh, freeze to death, or they go into uh, deep space and they're never... Never seen again. Never seen again. Um, so... That too is a is a way of, of kind of identifying a problem. Right. We're lost in space, and uh, the the movie uh, Apollo 13 actually does a pretty good job of showing the the uh, brainstorming process. Yeah, uh, and you know I've, it's easy to say, Jim, because you've done brainstorming once that you know all about it, but that turns out not to be really the case. Uh, there, there are more nuances than we might think of. Okay. Well, nuance me on there, Ralph. Okay, well, let's talk about some of the, the main techniques. Uh, first of all, there's brain uh, writing. Brain writing? Yes. And in that... Uh, that oh, brainstorming, brain writing. Okay, brain I get writing. you. Brain writing. All right. So, what you do then is, as you're brainstorming, you, as one of the people, uh, think of the ideas and write them down. Okay. Rather right. than calling them out for a scribe to write down. Okay. Uh, there's rapid ideation, which we've talked a bit about, where you try and generate as many ideas as quickly as possible. Uh, there's the electronic image method. What is that one? Well, that's where you take, uh, you have a screen in front of you, so you're working on uh, um, a computer, obviously, and you attempt to generate a picture okay. of what your ideal looks like. Hmm. Okay, so with your um, uh, razor, what would that picture possibly be? Well, uh, suppose, for example, that uh, you think of a, a 
an electric razor as it's currently uh, done. Uh, we have the uh, three head, we have the single head, those are both quite well known today. Uh, and suppose we said, well, does a, uh, does a six head razor make any sense? Aha, uh -huh. okay. Yeah, uh, I can remember back in the, the day, my father got a, a new razor, an electric razor. And I can't remember the brand, but instead of having the heads going back and forth, doo -doo 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 -doo, they had these little round things, these yeah, circle things. Yeah, circle things. Yeah. So, you know, does, is, is obviously that was something that they thought better uh, working at that time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what, suppose we said, well, we're going to go for a six head razor that three of the heads go in circles and three of the heads go back and forth. Okay. Yeah. Might, I might, mean, yeah. Might work better. Mm -hmm. You can uh, certainly uh, make one of those things. Yeah. yeah and, and let, then try let's it out. prototype it and try it out on, uh, you know, a hundred people with various beard types. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, then there's uh, round robin brainstorming, and you talked about that a little bit. Uh, and that's basically where we go around in a circle and everybody announces an idea, and uh, maybe you hold the electronic razor in your hand and look at it and announce your idea and hand it to the next guy. Okay, and the thing about the round robin method is that uh, uh, the next guy, guy, guy one, might have an idea and then you can pick up on that with your idea. For yeah. example, your idea was three round heads, three back and forth heads. I might then say, but we want something that is uh, um, easy to hold. Right. fits comfortably into the hand. And this thing, monstrosity, that you've come up with is so big that it can't fit into the hand. But I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Uh, because that would be judgmental. And, right. And criticism and brainstorming is uh, not permitted. Yeah. So, so you might say something like, easy to hold. Yes. Easy to hold. Okay. So then somebody else from uh, you know the fifth round uh, the fifth person in line might say well suppose we designed something that was uh, like a uh, you've seen the pilot's oxygen mask suppose we designed something that was like an oxygen mask you just put your face in it and that's where the razor is okay well Again, no criticism. We're going to go on to the, you know, to the, the next person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking at this point, if if I have to be, you know, kind of honest, that I wouldn't want to put my face into something that looks like a, looks like that. But but hey, we're going to go out and evaluate these ideas later on. So we're going to get as many ideas as we can, right? Right. Okay. So I'm, here's what I'm thinking at this point. So it's back to me. And uh, um, I want something that's waterproof because very often I'm going to be shaving at the uh, sink and uh, guess what falls into the sink? Yes, you know? yes. And th this might actually have a, a, a corollary because I might decide that uh, um, I want to make my phone uh, waterproof as well. Okay. So, you know, 
That's, and that now here's, that could be piggybacked into another. Yeah, and here's another idea off of that. So we've got our phone. Everybody has their phone with them most of the time. Uh, suppose you incorporated a razor into the phone. Wow, that's an interesting concept. It's kind yeah. of like incorporating a radio into a car. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, all of these are possibilities. Some of them are good. Some of them are better. Some of them, maybe two of them are best. Mm -hmm. But the evaluation process is separate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, do we have a time limit on these? Do we give people say? Well, the Apollo 13, there was a time limit. Right. Uh, if they don't solve the problem within a couple of hours, the astronauts are toast. Right. Now, there's another uh, technique called the stepladder technique. Okay. And that is an interesting one because uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take, uh, let's say we've got a group of, uh, of nine people. Okay. We're going to take two of them you and I, we go into a room, everybody else is outside the room, the problem is articulated, so we know what we're going to talk about. We have five minutes. Okay. So we talk back and forth for five minutes, we write down our ideas, and then a third person comes in, and they read what we've got, and they contribute new ideas. Okay, the idea being that uh, we're not, you and I could be kind of stuck with maybe functional fixedness that we've, we're, we're just looking at the, the blades going back and forth or the yeah. blades going They're, around, whereas this, the new blood might have a whole new take on what the problem yeah. is. Okay. So, and then we write down any contribution that they have made, another person comes in, etc. Yeah. So we have, uh, you know, the step ladder, we're all one step higher with the new person. Okay. Now, does with the step ladder approach, we start with two people, you and I, we add the third person. Now, when we add the fourth person, now we have a group of four, is that right? Right. Okay. So we're not taking anybody out of the No, uh, out of we're the room. just, and the first uh, two people, if the fourth person adds something that they think is a terrific idea, and that gives them another idea, they can articulate that as well. Okay. So, you know, yeah. the, the group builds. Okay, so uh, piggybacking ideas. Uh, yeah. On, uh, okay, I get it. Now, the other thing is uh, we could start, is, let's assume for a moment that we're, uh, we're doing this by electronic means. Okay, like a we, Zoom meeting or something. Like a Zoom meeting. We yeah. could start uh, by saying, okay, we have um, we have ten minutes now to think of ideas, okay. and of course we're not in the same room, so we're all thinking by ourselves for the ten minutes. We could do mind mapping, okay, where My we take the problem mm -hmm. and we put that in the center, and then spinning off, we put all of our ideas. So they go around kind of in a circle or a square, however you diagram it. Okay. And we take all the adjunct ideas we have to solve the problem. Okay. And then at the end, we can combine mind maps. Okay. Yeah. Now that's going to require somebody to actually be able to do this, right? So right. that's the, the moderator person again. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, 
The other thing, and, and this is uh, sort of the, the last ideas that, uh, that I have at least, is that today many people are, um, are app users. Yeah, right. Because we, most of us, carry our phone around with us and we like to have an app. Mm-hmm. A nap? Uh, no, an app. Oh, okay. I like to have an app, but uh, I also like to nap. Okay. So there are four main apps for brainstorming. One of them is Bubble.us. Okay. Which is uh, specifically for mind mapping. Okay. Uh, there's Kogel, which is not Google, Kogel, C-O-G-G-L-E. Okay. Which is a brainstorming app. Okay. We should put these under uh, Learn More, shouldn't we? We should. Okay. There's uh, Freeplane. Freeplane? Freeplane. Okay. Uh, P-L-A-N-E. Okay. Which is uh, a way of uh, also developing ways to organize your ideas. Okay. And there's Lucidchart, which is a, a way of making several kinds of charts based on the brainstorming. Huh, okay, so we've got Google, we've got Bubble something or other, right? Bubble US. Okay, and Lucid. Freeplane. Freeplane and Lucid what? Lucid chart. Lucid chart, okay. Well, So, for example, we have our brainstorming session, we come up with a lot of, you know, these are hellaciously good ideas. How do we put them out to the rest of the company or the rest of the group or the other teachers or whoever you're working with? Well, one of the ways of doing that is to make a chart. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. So we can easily, more easily sell uh, something which is in a visual form than we can the raw verbal idea. Yeah, good, uh, good point. Uh, because we do want to sell our idea if we think we have a good idea. Yeah. And I remember a number of years ago in the book, uh, In Search of Excellence, uh, there was a story of uh, the 3M company. And uh, with 3M, uh, when a, uh, a developer is uh, uh, encouraged to have you know, new and creative ideas, but then that developer has to, quote, sell the ideas to the rest of the company. Yeah. And things like uh, um, post-it notes and uh, um, DVD discs were, um, uh, you know, here's 3M. What does 3M do? They make uh, sandpaper, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, well, they do more than that. You know, they do scotch tape, they do post-it notes, they do, you know, the little laser discs. And that's all part of this creative process, which came from brainstorming, recognizing that they have something unique, and then being able to, to sell it to the rest of the company. Yeah, and the example, uh, Jim, what you gave is, is really a terrific one because there was a, a guy uh, working for 3M who was, uh, uh, I think his actual degree was in polymer sciences or degrees, and he was developing an adhesive. And what he got uh, was an adhesive that was pretty sticky, but not a very good adhesive because it was easy to peel away. Aha, uh -huh, yep. 
and it also retained some of its stickiness. So he said, well, what, what can you do with an adhesive that's easy to peel away and will also re-stick? And guess what? There's the post-it post note. note. And I just happen to have one right here on the desk and I'm holding it up for the world to see. Yeah, and so, you know, here's a guy who says, well, I failed in, in making a really good adhesive, but here's a wonderful idea for an adhesive that's only partially an adhesive. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, today we looked at uh, brainstorming, and uh, you know, it, it's the first part of a creative process. Uh, selling the idea is another part of it. Recognizing a good idea from a bad idea is another part of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've hit upon a number of things here today, Ralph. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, those of you who are uh, more addicted to your phones, uh, we'll have the apps up on Learn More. And uh, in the meantime, um, think of uh, the book by Osborne, Applied Imagination, uh, which covers not only brainstorming, but a number of good ideas about uh, getting your, uh, your good ideas uh, quantified. Okay, well, until next week, this is Jim. And Ralph. Saying. Keep your stick on the ice. Because we're all in this together. together.